I just thought of something. You What's ready that? for this? What's that? Joffrey Epstein. Oh, <laughs> there he is, folks. That's patented Sam material. That's, that's the next season of Game of Thrones. He's coming back, folks, for one last round. Of... I fucking love Joffrey. He's my favorite character. Joffrey kicks ass. That's why he needs to come back with the the last name that he's been keeping secret all these seasons. Not wrong. <laughs> Oh the other God. good character was Urine Greyjoy. You mean Urine Epstein? <laughs> <laughs> They're brothers now. They also kiss. Are you, are you, are you ready? Funny. Expensive. Wanna Whatever. Be happy. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to The Funny Papers, a show where three 30-somethings share a collective psychosis about the classic 90s cartoon show, Doug. I'm Mike, and with me are my friend Sam. Doug's mail-order manga. And Jim. It's a man not entitled to the sweat of his hog. Today, we cover episode 44, part two of Doug. In all episodes after the first, Doug was separated into two 12-minute shorts. And episode 44, part two's title is Doug's Mail Order Mania. He doesn't do anything mail order in this one. Yeah, I fucking just realized that when we were talking about the title before (laughs) he doesn't order anything. Like, this episode screams to me, Jenkins is out of ideas. This one is by two brand new writers who only write one other episode later in this season. So maybe they just brought him on. They were just like, hey, you two can come on and do something. <laughs> this set of episodes is so boring. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of like this one because Doug gets just fucking dunked on repeatedly by everybody. <laughs> Especially society. And no one no one tells him at any point, or at least... No, he doesn't listen to anyone saying at any point, hey, maybe you shouldn't do this. And they all, like, sneer at him the entire this, time. This is a weird break in that it, it would be a standard Doug No One Cares episode, except for multiple people do care and try to get him to stop, and he ignores them and is punished for it, which is kind <laughs> of strange because it involves Doug disregarding authority in order to do something, which just isn't his deal, ever. That's true. He disregards cause and effect is an effect here. It's, yeah. it's very strange. He disregards authority and is punished for it and sort of learns a lesson, sort of. Huh. But he still gets third place in the uh, art competition. <laughs> and and then just... they undo the whole fucking thing at the end. But oh, yeah. The, in- the entire moral is undone at the end. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, this one also has the interesting attribute that it is something that is both completely foreign to the modern audience and very familiar because this kind of thing just doesn't happen anymore. I mean, scams still happen. Oh, scams still happen all over the fucking place. And uh, take a quick look at fucking Silicon Valley if you want to see what the upper end looks like. But this particular breed of scam is long since dead. Sure, sure. Hopefully because most people caught on to it, right? (laughs) Nah, there's just more lucrative ones you could run using the interwebs. Good point. point. It's it's not as profitable as doing it via email. Yeah. True. Well, so this episode begins with Doug is on the porch and Porkchop is modeling for him wearing like George Washington clothes 
and Doug is carving a sculpture of him out of wood. Okay. It's pretty like talented to be able to do that, right? That yeah, carve incre- anything out of fucking wood. <laughs> yeah, he's using a hammer and chisel to do this, which is long, agonizing, patient, and something that no eleven-year-old has the patience to do this. But whatever, also, they play a version of the theme song here that I don't think they've ever played before. <laughs> really? I didn't yeah, really listen that like, closely. It's like pitched up, and it's like very strange. It caught my caught my ear immediately. Caught your Doug ear. Uh-huh. <laughs> you were just like, this isn't right. <laughs> Something's <laughs> off. <laughs> huh. So it's pitched up and it like, okay, I'm going to have to listen to this again. That is interesting. Maybe that has implications for this, this, this like mind state here. Probably not. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, as is the case with, like, any easy narrative plotting device, George the Mailman comes and brings a letter. At first, Porkchop gets a ton of pink letters again. Porkchop is once again, they're respecting the lore of Porkchop just getting constant, like, fan mail. He is fucking. Yes. His dog is having sex. (laughs) And he's sorting through these pink letters just nonchalantly. He's like, whatever, man. <laughs> I get these every day. Who gives a shit? I would like to reestablish that I fuck. And he's like relaxing in a bowl and just like sniffing the letters. He's like, mm. <laughs> smells like, <laughs> smells like George's hands. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Well, Doug is, like, asking for mail. Like, he wants a letter, too, to sniff. Yeah, he wants a fuck letter. Where's his fuck letter? (laughs) But all he gets, Mom says that Doug can can open the junk mail, and Doug gets amped. Uh, Yeah, a good parent here would have just been like, yeah, let's just throw that away. But no, gotta have this episode. (laughs) This whole episode occurs because mom is like, fuck, I mean, I guess he needs something to distract him. Here, Doug, open this junk mail while I jingle the keys for you. (laughs) (laughs) Just literal baby shit. Here you go. Here's some trash. Oh, boy, trash. She calls it junk mail. (laughs) Uh-huh. Well, Doug opens it up. Dear occupant, you are already a semi-finalist in the Ponzi Publishing sweepstakes, making you eligible to win. Whew, that's a lot of zeros. This isn't junk. Oh, I could be a zillionaire. I feel like they give away the game and the name. Yeah, it's it's for this is a bit of dramatic irony, I guess, because any user and watcher who's like, all right, order from the scammer Internet company and I've got a deal for you. (laughs) I'm here from Bad Podcasts Limited and I'm here to ask you a question. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I'd love to listen to your podcast. (laughs) You say I can win a bajillion dollars just by downloading a hundred thousand times and donating to your Patreon. That's correct. Uh-huh. 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 Oh boy. <laughs> well, this letter is signed by Peter P. Ponzi. <laughs> and what's the P stand for? Peter. Piss. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I walked into that one. 
<laughs> Doug is excited because he's like, this isn't junk. This is this is important information. Mom, how can you be so stupid? <laughs> and he has to do a super easy word scramble puzzle. And somehow he can do it, even though he says it's super hard. <laughs> and he's illiterate. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's why it's so hard. It's because he's illiterate. One of the uh, one of the letters they scrambled up in either this puzzle or the next one was lucky. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, it's like it's words like lucky and dollar and stuff like that. Dog, dog, <laughs> cat. Yeah, it's just a speaking spell. Literacy. <laughs> I'm gonna make millions of dollars. <laughs> yeah. And my favorite part about this, so okay, I double-checked a bunch of times to make sure that the puzzle itself works, right? That like that like that lucky actually goes out to the word lucky, right? But the way these word searches typically work, if dear reader, think back to the old days of being in the looking in the newspaper and seeing some word searches. Huh? Uh, so the way these would typically work is you would unscramble a word and then within the unscrambled word there are some of those boxes have an additional box around them and those letters from all of the words combine into an additional word scramble at the bottom right and then that is the true answer is the second word scramble right but the second word scramble in all of these puzzles has like 20 characters (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and the amount of characters that you're given is like six. <laughs> Story checks so, out. I don't know, man. Maybe it repeats a bunch of letters. <laughs> Does that? Is that how that works? I don't know. I don't, know I don't think it work. All right. <laughs> At least in the newspaper. Right. So, just in the newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> right. Just that. Well, surprisingly, it does work out. And. Doug is excited to show his mom the completed puzzle. They probably don't even check the puzzle at the the clearinghouse or whatever. They (laughs) certainly definitely don't. That's probably why they were like the final way to make sure that you're stupid enough to fill this out is to make sure the puzzle at the end doesn't actually work. (laughs) That kicks ass. Doug just like writes what he wants it to say. He's like, oh boy, it says you're a big winner. It says, Doug's a millionaire. Wow. (laughs) It's my social security number. (laughs) Oh, boy. That must mean I'm the winner. Oh, man. Well, uh, Doug goes to show his mom. I hope you know what the chances of winning this are, Douglas. Uh Uh-huh. And just, like, totally ignores what she's saying, and she does not continue to press him when he says that. (laughs) I cannot make myself care. It's still harmless at this point. So, I mean, a better parent would have just been like, don't do that. You're wasting your time. (laughs) But my favorite part about this is that when she says this stuff, when she's like, do you know the chances of winning? Her eyebrow is, like, raised mischievously, and she's, like, smirking. She's, like, talking shit on him, right? She's like, you're you're, you're a moron for filling this out. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything. Go back and sculpt your dog. <laughs> yeah. You haven't finished sculpting his ass yet. Go back out there. Look, that dog has to look like George Washington. Go do that. <laughs> yeah. Porkchop is still standing on the porch in costume, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh... 
Well, Doug is like, he's like, man, that puzzle was really hard, and I bet only I could have figured this out. Only I am of genius enough. And he fantasizes about two rich old guys sitting in a room with the shades drawn. 42 years, Werner. What's that? It's been 42 years since we started this damn plane contest, and nobody's ever won. Maybe we should just call it quits. Nuts! I'll never call it quits! We're ancient, and for whatever <laughs> reason, this is what we do with our time. We need to find the chosen one, the one who will pull the sword from the stone after finishing a puzzle. <laughs> and finally, let us die! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Someone who we can give our cursed pirate gold to and then rest in peace forever. <laughs> we need someone to solve a puzzle so we can have the sweet oblivion of death. Also, <laughs> yeah. oh, can we you hit us with the sword? We'd like him to hit us with the sword. Just a little bit. Just see what it feels like. We've been cursed by the demon of Funky Town to reside in this old mansion. (laughs) 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 Well, just as they're about to call it quits, uh, the old guys find Doug's puzzle, and they, they open the shades and celebrate and start dancing. He can spell lucky. He's a genius. <laughs> Finally. The Finally brain. we can die. An 11 year old. We can pass our curse down to. <laughs> Jeeves, come in here with the poison immediately. <laughs> we must be slain. God. <laughs> Oh, well, Doug, he goes, he comes out of the fantasy, and now he's working on his pork chop George Washington sculpture in his room, just getting wood chips all over the place. (laughs) And he gets another letter that says, congratulations, you're in the semifinals, and you have to do another puzzle, and now send us $25. Hmm, I wonder how they fund this. (laughs) Yeah. And mom is like, well, that's a bunch of money, Doug. Sometimes the contests aren't really what they seem to be. And she's still got that raised eyebrow talking shit on him. $25? That sounds like a lot of money. I really think twice about it, honey. You know, sometimes those contests aren't what they seem to be. (laughs) This is the equivalent of $45 today. (laughs) <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh. And she's also in this scene, like, I get he went to go and see her, and she's constructed a fountain out of cans and hubcaps from the recycling center. Cool. That's necessary. <laughs> All right, whatever. She's reusing and repurposing them. Like, I mean, does are they going to use this fountain? Is it just going to, like, spray out sugar and motor oil? From... They're just going to take it to the recycling center to be recycled. <laughs> yeah. She's made this, she's made it into this format, and in doing so has, like, covered it with, like, hot glue and, like, epoxy, and so it can't be recycled anymore. Uh-huh. It's the only <laughs> sensible way to do things. Yes. Oh... Uh... Well, Doug continues to do the pu- the next puzzle, and the answer comes out to be once again the answer key like doesn't work on this one, right? Like the number of letters doesn't work, uh-huh. uh, but but the solution is 
Ponzi Publishing is proud to pay plentiful prizes. Ah, oh, these guys are legit. Oh my god. <laughs> they have so many P's in both their name and in the end of the puzzle. As soon as you want $25 to do this, I feel like his mom should have been like, okay, we need to stop this right now. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I need to sit you down and explain how scams work. Oh, God. Like, this is a important conversation to have with your kids, but evidently there is just the desire that... Uh, that I got very important recycling to do, so you just go ahead and do this, kid. I've got to build this trash fountain made out of trash. <laughs> yeah. I gotta spray sewage on the lawn. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's just sensible. That allows you to grow big and healthy and strong, and also possibly poison your dipshit kid. Oh, good point. <laughs> But, I mean, okay, that's a really good point, though, that they should have a conversation at this point, because she tried to make him learn the lesson himself after the first one, right? And that one was harmless, because he didn't have to send in any money or whatever, but he clearly didn't get it after the first time. And now he's more excited, right? Uh Uh-huh. So, you're clearly your do-it-yourself lesson didn't work. (laughs) Yes. At stop all. Stop your kid from sending these people $25 in quarters. <laughs> the postage alone. Uh-huh, the postage yes. alone is going to double the fee. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, yeah, he, he, he clearly didn't learn his lesson and is digging in harder now because it's the semifinals, right? So, and, but, but at first he's like, okay, well, I don't have $25, so, you know, it's just not going to work. Right. He, he, he's about to give up. But then he has a fantasy here about a cruise ship pulling up. A land boat. Yes, a land boat. There's pulling. no other way to do this. It has to be a boat that's on land. <laughs> yeah. Can't be like an airplane or a car. No. Yeah, or a truck or like <laughs> or a oh, man with a. Do the, they have to do the your ship has come in joke. Oh. Which I I think the last time that meant anything to anybody was maybe in the 40s. World War II. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is that a is that like a turn of phrase? It is a turn of phrase that dates back to when ocean travel was the uh, root of global finance for basically forever. Because here's the thing. If you can get stuff across the ocean, you can get it from places where there's a ton of it to where there's very little of it. And you can make a shit ton of money. Also, crossing the ocean sucked ass. And most of the time, people would die doing it. We eventually got good enough that it didn't happen, but the line, your ship has come in, meant that that was based off of your Victorian guy who spent a stupid amount of money financing a merchant ship to go on a trip. And when the ship comes back after a year from its first voyage, congratulations, a ton of money has been made by you, courtesy of this. At least theoretically. Frequently, what happened instead was... Either the ship didn't come in, meaning all funds on board were lost, and if you're lucky, you have insurance. Or they just turned out, yeah, sorry, buddy, there's no market there, or the colony failed, or this, that, and the other thing. It's basically a colloquial learn for congratulations, your number... It was the equivalent of, you've won the lottery, but slightly more relatable. And before the lottery existed. 
Or there were pirates on the high seas, and they showed yep. up and said, "I'm here to to learn how to dance, and then and then date the governor's daughter, like in the video game Sid Meier's Pirates." There is a kind of <laughs> cool thing about that because the reason that pirates <laughs> were so fucking successful was because oh. when a pirate ship came up to, like, again, you're buying your ship, you're John Fuckhaver, the uh, that's me, English man about town. Oh boy, John Fuckhaver. Is not it, this is a business venture for him? He's spending as little on the crew as possible. So when the pirates come up and say, "Hey, you know what we have on this ship that you don't meat? Oh. You can eat food here. We don't <laughs> whip you half to death if you say you're hungry. And all Damn. you have to do is turn over your cargo, and maybe you know if your captain commands you to fight, wouldn't it be terrible?" If he fell down some stairs. Huh. The economics of piracy are fascinating. Jim, I'm so proud of you and your personal growth because you just did two sidebars in a row without saying it was useless trivia. You had confidence in your trivia. <laughs> this one actually is straight up interesting because it is the underlying economics of how this shit happens. By yeah. the way, if you don't pay your employees a bunch of money, suddenly people who can offer them more, are gonna start sniping them. Occasionally, literally. Well, I'm proud of you, Jim. I'm also <laughs> proud of me. Thank me. Yay. Oh, uh, well, in this episode, the ship comes up, and Doug wants to pirate it. Because on the ship is, a, like, a George Washington-looking dude that is, looks like a pork chops outfit, and he pulls up, and it's a cruise ship that is full of dollar bills, and it drives onto Doug's lawn, and it's everything's fine. It doesn't tear up the road or the lawn or anything. Like, like you guys are saying, it is a land ship. Ahoy there! This is your ship, Doug Funny. After 11 and a half years, she's finally come in. Of course, you did remember to send in your 25 bucks, didn't you? Uh, no, I... It could have been yours, Doug. It could have been yours. And then the ship goes away. Oh, no. That seems right. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Your ship has come in. By the way, you did pay for the ship in the first place, right? No, I didn't. You have the wrong address, idiot. Oh, no. Well, let's give it to the pirates. <laughs> yep. Give only sensible the thing. Yeah, give it to the dinks. Should have asked Dink for the money. Oh, wait. Yeah. They should have had Mr. Dink in this one because Mr. Dink absolutely goes in for this every goddamn week. Yeah. Mr. Dink, he should have asked Mr. Dink for the money. And then Mr. Dink like comes up with an excuse not to give him because he wants to win. Right? But then, he, like, then he would say, Doug would be like, well, it's very expensive. And he's like, oh. <laughs> he's like, oh like, boy. Maybe if we both fill it out and we send it in together, that doubles our chances of winning. Yeah. Makes perfect sense, Douglas. Here you go. Here's $100, <laughs> Douglas. <laughs> and yeah. you just have it eventually come out that Mr. Dink has been doing this same fucking scam for years. And he always says, oh, I'm sure this week they'll finally get around to sending me my winnings. 
Or or it comes out when we see the address of what where Doug is sending the money to. It's just Mr. Tank's address. Yeah, I was going to say, yes. maybe Tank is the CEO of Ponzi Schemes. Yeah, Mr. Tank is Peter P. Ponzi. <laughs> I'm a writer, by the way. Don't ask me what I write. He writes all the zeros on the uh, the one drazillion dr- dollars. We need to make sure we're targeting this at just the stupidest people imaginable. Oh just my real God. fucking dum-dums. We haven't seen Dink since the Bluff Scout Bars episode, right? Yeah, we haven't it's seen him. It's been a him. while. Damn, yeah. you're right. It's been a whole, like, four episodes. Once, Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's supposed to be his dad. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's getting replaced by his dad, by his right? his dad, his real dad. Weird. Yeah, they're having his dad do dad things, and so Mr. Dink has become completely fucking irrelevant. I really think that they got feedback about that. Like, that's yeah. gotta be why this is happening. <laughs> that people were, like, writing letters to Nickelodeon Studios being like, what the fuck? Where's his real dad? Why is In the he hotel. His weird neighbor. Yeah. <laughs> my kid keeps trying to bother my neighbors. <laughs> yeah. I need him to stop it. My kid keeps asking why the hair neighbor hasn't fucked a bear yet. Oh my god. Oh, it's it's gotta be the reason. Yeah, I I think you are right on that one because honestly, given the vast amount of nothing that. Phil and Theta did in the first three seasons. Mm-hmm. It's the only way to make any sense out of this one because, like, I wonder where it was that it got established that this is a children's show. You shouldn't have the parents be in it. Yeah. And they probably were just like, it's boring. It's about Doug. <laughs> right. Conventional wisdom at some point, and I don't know where. Parents yeah. are lame. Yeah, school They tell me to eat vegetables and do my homework. I'm going to go spend the night over at my neighbor's house. (laughs) Like, I have seen one, just like, bits and pieces of tiny baby animation these days. But uh, I remember seeing something from Gravity Falls where somebody finally explained sort of what the rationale was, where you have the local authority figure say, "Eh, this seems like the kind of thing that uh, parent parental figure would uh, get the kids to stop. Good thing I'm an uncle. <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay, that is our excuse for this. This allows the kids to get into trouble without the parents telling them to stop. Except for Doug doesn't get into trouble. And as such, the entire narrative effort is wasted. Ugh. Well, speaking of wasting narrative effort, that fantasy uh, decides to make Doug waste more narrative time by looking for money to send in uh, this 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 scam. This wouldn't even be a B plot in a better show. This maybe tops out at a C plot. Yeah, we this would be like our third episode about Doug needs money by three different writers. Yes. <laughs> also, hey, remember last episode where Doug had enough money to get an entire wardrobe change at the snap yeah. of a finger? Yeah, that's where yeah, all his yeah. money went. Uh huh. And he can't return it anymore because he he, he wore he mixed, it all. Yeah, he wore it all, and he mixed and matched it, and got it all dirty when he had the temper tantrum on the floor. Yeah, he went to go play soccer in his new clothes. <laughs> yeah, probably ripped it all up. God. Uh, well, Doug he he counts out a bunch of coins from his bird shaped piggy bank. And it turns out that he is $9.74 short of $25. Oh, well, in the episode. Right. (laughs) 
Instead, he asks Porkchop to borrow the money. Of course, my dog. <laughs> but then Porkchop says yes. He says, like, can I borrow that money? And Porkchop says, like, of course you can. And he pulls a fucking wallet out of his ass. <laughs> it has no money in it. <laughs> Like, he reaches, Porkchop is sitting in a lounge chair reading a magazine in Doug's room, and he reaches behind himself and pulls out his wallet. So where else could it be? (laughs) (laughs) He is not wearing pants. That wallet is in his asshole. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, well. We need to design a butt plug that's also a wallet now. Oh, that needs to be our our branded gear. We need Uh to sell. We need to sell. We're not uh, doing shirts. The first thing. The first no. We the first thing that we decided was we need to sell world's best sub greeting cards. And the second second thing is wallets that are also butt plugs. Uh, Yeah. I don't know how you're gonna put your cards in there, but we'll figure it out. You can only fit dollar bills and assorted change. You have to fold your cards in half, otherwise it's really uncomfortable. Yeah, just fold your driver's license up. (laughs) That way the cops can't ask you for your ID. Oh my god. I'm sorry, officer, it's in my ass. Oh, you're free to go, sis. And then you lick Don't your go lips. reaching in there for it, TD. Starts the worst <laughs> yeah. pornography ever made. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Sponsored by the Funny Papers. <laughs> <laughs> Funny oh, Papers shit. LLC. We're sorry. We're really sorry. <laughs> Only thing that's in the, the butt plug wallet is the world's best sub card. <laughs> Oh my god. Well, so then Doug decides if he's not going to get money from his dog, I guess he'll go ask Skeeter for it. Perfect. And he he tells Skeeter that he'll give him half the money if he pitches in. Mm, I don't know, Doug. I read somewhere that statistically you have a better chance of being kidnapped by aliens than you have of winning one of those contests. That's a good deal for Skeeter. If he only has to chip in $9. Doug's doing the other 16. That's pretty good. <laughs> He'll get half of a vadrillions. <laughs> oh, but they so then they decide that they need to smack. He somehow convinces Skeeter just by like saying it's a lot. And then they smash open Skeeter's beach shaped piggy bank to count out the money. No. When was this a thing? Like, when did it stop being a thing where you had to smash your fucking piggy bank to get money out of it? I've never understood The 1950s. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think you ever had to do it. I think that was just something that cartoons did. I think, I don't know. I feel like at some point, because, like, think about, like, the process of building a piggy bank that has a slot at the top and doesn't have, like, a thing at the bottom. Like, you had to build that thing out of, like, plastic or something. Well, yeah, I mean, I had a piggy bank. It had a thing at the bottom to get your change out of it. Right, because they realized that people don't want to have to buy fucking... Yes, Millions you want to smash them. a piggy bank to get your money. <laughs> Maybe it was when plastics became more commonplace that they could build a little plug. I, don't I know. think it was just cartoons, and I will not be accepting any evidence contrary. All right, yeah, I'm we'll, with Sam on this one. We'll, we'll also sell single-use piggy banks that look like our faces. <laughs> 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 oh, man. Well, uh, they smash it open, and and he doesn't. So he doesn't have enough. But also, did you guys see fucking Skeeter's horrifying trash can that's next to him? I did not. 
He has this like, okay, directly next to them, Skeeter has this trash can that has this like awful face on it with a giant nose and a super creepy smile that he has like right next to his bed. And it is full of like crumpled paper and what looks like socks. And there's also more crumpled paper lying around the room. And it is the most terrifying trash can I have ever seen. Interesting. (laughs) It is just like uh, horrible, whatever. It's like that bed that Bart has in that one episode of The Simpsons where (laughs) the bed's going to eat him. Yeah, that's what it looks like. This is Uncle Happy. Uncle Happy is a trash can. Oh, it's the Uncle Happy branded trash can. (laughs) (laughs) Put the trash in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It says that every time. Trash in my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! Exactly. That's exactly what it is. Oh well, they're still short two dollars and eighty-seven cents. Oh well, better give up. Oh well. (laughs) No, Duggan says decides that he has to dig around the house for pennies. And he finds literal pennies throughout the house. And he goes, oh boy, pennies. (laughs) (laughs) And he takes them out of his penny loafers. Shoes that he says he never wears. (sighs) Is that just a bad cartoon gag? Or is that a real thing? I don't know. I assume it's just a bad cartoon gag. Okay, I figured you'd know this, Jim. (laughs) I have no fucking idea. It's the kind of thing that could be just a dumb superstition people had, but I don't actually know. Yeah. And he tells Judy that he doesn't have time to enter his sculpture in the art festival, which he's somehow finished. And then he uses a metal detector to steal a nickel from some ants. Yeah. (laughs) All right. (laughs) okay yeah (laughs) like what in the world is this like where did he get the metal detector why does the ants have a nickel why do the ants want this they're like taking it into their like ant house did they invent the concept of currency and they're like screaming when doug has a metal detector over them like they make ant screams (laughs) this entire sequence is a weird refugee from some other cartoon like, Doug has started businesses before. but And they say he has a whole week to dig up this $25. He is taking a week to find pennies in the couch and to take nickels from ants. <laughs> <laughs> he has run a business. Uh-huh. What a, whatever. <laughs> well, he got those tickets to Funky Town. That broke him. Oh, that's true. Good point. And then he right. had to buy all those clothes <laughs> that he never wore. <laughs> So, eventually, he mails in, like, ten pounds worth of change. <laughs> and they wait for the mailman every day. And they even, they, they say that they cannot go to the Honker Burger with Patty and Chalky and BB because they are broke. Yeah, man, we're broke. Broke? Broke? What is broke? We'll explain it to you on the way, BB. See you guys. It's because she's rich, you say. Why yeah. do they ask BB for 20 bucks? Yeah, Aww. like, this is a, you ask your friends to spot you. That's not impossible. BB probably just, like, gives her, probably BB buys everybody's stuff at the Honker Burger anyway. She's probably like, oh, yeah, here's 20 bucks. Or you Fuck. can have BB buy you a milkshake. Either one. Like, I also never quite got this because the whole thing where they hang out at a fast food joint where presumably they're getting fast food every day, that adds up pretty fucking fast. Oh, yeah. Like, I have to imagine every day. 
They have shakes, burgers, and all that bullshit any day. Like, that, particularly for an 11-year-old, that is not cheap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, they go there what pretty What the hell kind of allowance are Phil and Theta giving Doug? The answer is that nobody cares. Financial things don't really exist in the Doug universe. Until this episode, when suddenly they are of great interest, and just you wait for the next one, because good god. Maybe they have free refills on the chicken nuggets. Oh, and the milkshakes. <laughs> you just gotta bring back your old carton. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe Doug has a lifetime pass since he was Hamburger Boy that one time. <laughs> the that nuggies come out of the dispenser. Oh, yeah. You the can, nuggies maybe... and the milkshake comes out of the same dispenser. It's just a question of what uh, container oh. they're poured into. Good point, yeah, that's a good point. And that's why they have, like, secret names for each of them when they went to the Honker Burger that one time, is yes. that you need to know the secret name in order to get the password for the Nuggy Dispenser. <laughs> I would like the most forbidden delicacy. I would like a Nuggy Shake. Oh my god, you monster. <laughs> that is both containers at once. This power, I shall ascend. I shall become double hamburger boy. (laughs) I'm double cheeseburger boy. (laughs) Soon the clown will not be able to stand against me. We shall do battle, Ronald. Oh my god. Well, eventually the mail comes... And they get the letter, and they're, oh man, they made it to the super bonus finals. And Doug is surprised that there's another round, even though the previous round was called the semifinals. (laughs) Yep. He's like, what the heck? Why is there another round? I don't know what the word Um, semi means, or the word finals, or how to read. this is his first tournament. Oh, wait, what do you mean? Like, he's never been in he's, any... He doesn't know the concept of a tournament up until this point. Wait, no, but he was in the fitness tournament, and also he's in the art tournament, maybe? That wasn't a real tournament, though. Yeah, that was just Ronald saying, good job, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, yeah, this is his first bracket structure. Uh-huh. Yes. Oh, man. It ends in a round robin where the uh, super ultra mega finalists are all put into a pit, have knives strapped to their wrists, and have to fight to the death. Oh, yeah, they all get put in land boats. (laughs) Yes! (laughs) (laughs) Well, now this one requires a $50 payment. Oh, no. Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) And so it's time for another Doug Needs Money episode. The first thing they decide to do is open a lemonade stand for $50 a glass in front of Dink's houses. This is $92 in current money. (laughs) And somehow nobody buys the lemonade. And then they decide that Skeeter needs to chug a hundred poopsie sodas so they can get the bottle return money. I was laughing, because there's an extended sequence of Skeeter just standing there, like, gulping down sodas, and I was laughing, thinking about those being beers. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, does- ran out of, we ran out of poopsies, Skeet. Uh, we're going to have to break into uh, Mr. Simpson next door's duff storage. Yeah, because you can see that his belly is expanding while he's doing this. I guess this is solving his weight problem that he was worried about. Because <laughs> he's just fucking slamming these things. Uh-huh. 
like 200 calories a piece. Couldn't they just like pour them out too? Isn't that an uh-huh. option? Oh, yeah. It's also, it's also more expensive to buy the sodas than it is oh, yeah. to just save the money. So it's kind of, you know. But that's mom <laughs> money. <laughs> that's yeah. Just, Dad, oh. we drank all your beers. Give me $50. <laughs> yeah. Dad, give us $50 or else we'll drink all your beers. <laughs> that, that's the kind of business initiative we like to see, kids. Right, he's like, great job, mister, I'm proud of you. <laughs> you learned to blackmail me, to fucking uh, extort me for money. <laughs> oh, man. Well, they then eventually, this, they, this doesn't make him enough money. So we get another fun scene of Doug crossing off items of their other ideas. And previously, we've been delighted about looking at notebooks that say things. Yeah. (laughs) And this one also has fun things on it. I actually managed to miss this. The ideas that they have for money were in order, and these are crossed out. In order, they have return cans, lemonade, walk gerbils, great cheese, Deliver soap, sharpen pencils, bingo, <laughs> and then a not crossed off is Judy and savings bond. <laughs> Can't go wrong with bingo. <laughs> I'm so sad we missed the bingo scene. <laughs> it's just Dale just fucking dunking on them mercilessly. Yeah. Dale wanted- makes a couple million dollars on bingo. I wanted to see them running gambling bingo for like two people and then forced to pay out. Yes. I <laughs> just like the old folks home when they're running gambling bingo. Hey, everybody oh, who we made buy our chocolate. Good news. There's time for the chocolate lottery. Right. After they've delivered soap to the old folks home, which was one of their other ideas. God. <laughs> Well, they they debate. They're like, "Oh man, but I can't give do the savings bond because this savings bond was from my grandma for college." And we have to ask whenever grandma is brought up, we have to ask which grandma. Unseen fourth grandma, no further questions. <laughs> fourth grandma. <laughs> yes. Theoretical what's, grandma. What's the third grandma? The third grandma lives inside the hearts of man, Mike. You know this. Oh, so the fourth grandma is college savings bond grandma? Fourth grandma's trust fund grandma? Yes. Trust fund grandma <laughs> exists somewhere out in probability space. Yes. So then to to summarize, we have motorcycle grandma, treats grandma, uh, hearts and minds grandma, and uh, trust fund grandma. Yes. The four genders. Is this one also Phil's mom? <laughs> yes, they all are, obviously. <laughs> Phil was the product of a conclave. Yeah, Phil came from a poly relationship with grandmas. <laughs> Fair, that makes sense. Theta, meanwhile, was torn directly from the thigh of Zeus. Of Theta course. came from the same family. <laughs> <laughs> came from hearts and minds, Grandma. Uh-huh. That's why she occasionally listens to Doug. Yeah, her primary partner was trust fund grandma and it was artificially inseminated from whoever did Phil's dad. <laughs> Makes sense. Of course. No further this questions. The, this is the law. Every part of this tracks don't pay any attention to the details. Well, so Doug is like, fuck that. I can't deal in the arcane powers of trust fund grandma. Let's go ask Judy. So Judy laughs in his face for this request. And she is hanging upside down in her closet from some shoes that have hooks on them. <laughs> Me! 
You are a riot. <laughs> and this is a very weird scene. I don't know if you guys caught this, and I don't know what it says about me that I caught this. Because, so Judy eventually, while she's laughing at Doug about this loan proposition, she falls out of the closet. She falls down and hits her head. And she is not wearing tights for the first time in all of Doug. She is not wearing tights. And you see a fucking shot of her underwear (laughs) for no reason. Huh. Well, like, like, yeah, that was in there. Why? Like, always, every time we have seen Judy before this, she's wearing the purple uh, 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 dress, and she's wearing a black undershirt, which she still has here, and Uh black leggings. But here, she is wearing the black undershirt, but not the black leggings. And so when she falls down, it shows her underwear. Like, why is this there? (laughs) There are many Uh... questions. Many parts of this episode you can ask that question, and the answer is almost always, they wished they were writing something different. Maybe. Or, yeah, whatever. Let's not Maybe the animators were, animators were perverts. Uh, well, we know that. <laughs> and certainly not us with our Doug lore of the grandmas. Right, we're just archiving and chronicling. We're not right. creating here. We're putting on our reading spectacles and opening tomes that say infinite jest on the side and then writing over them. Uh-huh. <laughs> A brief history of Doug by me. A brief history of grandma politics. <laughs> grandma politics. The history of all hitherto existing societies is the history of grandma struggle. In the beginning, at the start of the first episode of the Nickelodeon show Doug, we are introduced to the first moment of grandma politics. We call this motorcycle grandma. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my god. All right. Well. (laughs) Spectre is haunting Bluffington. Yes. Well, Judy eventually tells them. Why don't you just forget this stupid contest? Wouldn't you rather be an artist? It's so much more artistic. Almost as bad as advice as getting scammed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was I was waiting for her to say, wouldn't you rather be an artist? You'll get paid so much more. And then I was like, ha, ha, ha. Yeah. <laughs> but nope, it's because it's more artistic. Like it feels like this this is where they're trying to start towards a good moral and it well falls flat Twirling. on its face in a number of ways. Yeah, because Doug sneeringly says, "Oh yeah, right, a starving artist." And he imagines, it goes into the fantasy zone, and he imagines living on the top floor in a studio apartment, which already, wow, he has his own place in an apartment in the city? That's (laughs) pretty good. Yeah. He doesn't have any roommates, and he lives in a place that allows you to have a dog? Like, he's making it. His dog has a piano? (laughs) Yeah, he has a fucking grand piano? He's making it. In the big city. Well, in this fantasy, Porkchop is playing the piano and has a mullet. And Doug is a sculpture with a mustache and a beret and has paint stains on his clothes. And eventually the stove goes out and Porkchop goes to throw a piece of sheet music into the stove. No, no, my friend. It's my turn to burn a masterpiece. A masterpiece I value more than life itself. 
here, throw this turd in. Because <laughs> he, yeah. he is sculpting a turd. He is. <laughs> He's sculpting just like out of stone or something. That is apparently flammable stone. He is sculpting a turd. Uh-huh. And it, it ignites. His piece of stone ignites in the in the stove somehow. <laughs> It's like summer out, too. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it is summer out. <laughs> and he says, cursed be the day I ever started on this miserable path. Same. And, yeah, <laughs> yeah the, us starting on this podcast. <laughs> and looking over at the next podcast over about Warhammer 40k lore. Yeah, because that's what Tuck does. He looks out the window and he sees cool, big, rich Doug, who is sitting with a, he has a bigger mustache and sideburns, and he's hanging out with a bunch of prostitutes and playing roulette in a circus casino. It's plantation, Doug. (laughs) Yeah, because he's wearing a white suit. Yeah, that's that's what the life is like on the, over on the word at Warhammer 40k lore. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep, this is every bit of socioeconomic analysis proves this. Exactly. I bet you they sell t-shirts over there. <laughs> oh God, I'm picturing the t-shirts now, and it's not pretty. Picture is just Marnius Calgar pointing at you and saying, "Listen to the podcast." <laughs> <laughs> the picture is just the Empreg Emperor. We know oh, this. Yeah. We're going to make this. No, it's Michael Scott from The Office saying no, he's got chaos horns. <laughs> <laughs> just utterly incomprehensible memes that nobody sane would wear out in public. Inexplicably, right. they all sell out instantly. Perfect, yeah, because it's niche jokes for cool gamers. <laughs> <laughs> You're never going outside in your life again, so you can wear these shirts all the time. I have multiple shirts like that, like my Doug shirt. <laughs> Prosecution rests. Anyway, so, but Doug imagines that uh, uh, business plantation Doug uh, puts his $50 savings bond down to win on the roulette table, and then everyone cheers as Doug wins a billion chips for putting down the 50 Hooray. The 50 is from Hank's bank. Yes. And cool. can you just wait, how does how does a savings bond receipt works? Can you just spend that or do you have to cash you it? Cannot you cannot fa- Yeah, you cannot in fact just spend that. Okay, I was curious about that. You have to get cash for it. Okay. Well, the next scene is Doug trying he comes out of this fantasy having learned that he wants to be plantation Doug. Because it is dad taking the savings bond receipt out of, like, a treasure chest, and the only thing in there is the savings bond receipt. Stop him! Don't let him do this! No, he's just handing it over. And Doug is grabbing at it. And they go back and forth. They go back and forth about whether this is a good idea. Uh, Because Doug's dad is like, I want you to think hard about this. You've had this since you were born. That's 11 and a half years of interest. Yeah, it's now worth like $60. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, remember, we actually actually come to think of it. We saw the interest rates at Hank's Bank, right? And on a 10-year savings bond, I think it was like, what, 7% or something? 
So yeah, I guess it is worth like sixty dollars. <laughs> yep, like less than sixty dollars. It's worth like fifty-five dollars. <laughs> it's gonna pay for Doug's college. Yep. Yeah, that's one of the bigger wait what moments in this whole thing. Uh huh. Uh, well, they go back and forth about whether it's a good idea. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> And Doug's dad, again, like sneeringly, like again, just like Doug's mom, his eyebrow is raised. He's got like a wry grin on and he's like, you'll be throwing away those 11 and a half years on a gamble. But it's not a gamble, dad. I'm a grand super bonus finalist. Along with how many others? Well, I don't know exactly. Uh, a couple? And then Doug's dad is like, I'm glad you understand my point. I'm sure you'll do the right thing and hands it over. <laughs> Like, not at Man. all. He doesn't get it no. at all. Not for a moment. Just there's... Mr. Dink would have given him better advice. Yeah. They <laughs> should go back to Mr. Dink being his dad. I know. God. Sign our petition. We'll make Mr. Dink be Doug's father in the inevitable live action reboot. Finally. <laughs> They are rebooting Rugrats now. They are. Yeah. We like the side. The stars are aligning. Like we know this is happening. It's right? coming. It's coming. It's, it's going to be. Can't awful. wait to die. <laughs> it's, you know what's what's going to happen is like they are going to reveal that it is happening right before we post the last episode of this show. <laughs> on the next That's what's like. I'm calling it out right now. I'm putting my fifty dollar college savings bond down on that number on the roulette table. <laughs> I think this is going to happen. And the good thing about that is that will inevitably save us from doing the Disney episode. Because <laughs> we can just go straight to the actual relevant thing. Yeah, it's don't. God stepping in and be like, oh, we got to stop this. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> God. Well, uh,. The next scene is Doug just, he doesn't, he clearly didn't understand that at all because he's running to the post office to mail this savings bond receipt. Again, the savings bond receipt. Yes. <laughs> all this is accomplishing is losing Doug his ability to cash anything in. This, will, the, <laughs> yeah. this is not exchangeable as legal tender. This accomplishes <laughs> nothing. <gasps> oh, because he gets to the post office and it is closed uh, but he bangs on the door, and Could've hey, what saved you... himself here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and what do you know? The two town goons work here too, of course. One of which is named Hiram or something. Hiram. Like okay, and they just they 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 he calls him over, and they throw it onto a pile of a bunch of other Ponzi puzzle entries. It's a very fucking profitable enterprise. If you have a pile of fifty dollar bills coming to you, I guess so. And then the dude just fucking makes fun of Doug. He's like, ah, you're an idiot for entering, and then slams the door in his face. <laughs> yeah, he could have yeah. just been like, hey, you just saved your money, man. You're not going to win it. But no, he's just like, ah, gotcha. <laughs> Immediately after saying, look at all these other entries, he slammed the door on Doug's face. <laughs> it's so good. He's just like, you idiot. Uh, and so, and like, Doug clearly understands that this means that he's not going to win, right? He clearly understands this. He could have asked for it back, right? 
Mm-hmm. He clearly understands that this means he's not going to win because the next scene is him lamenting on the stoop that he's never had a chance to win in the first place. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> there was never any hope, Doug. The end. No moral. Watch him actually be the winner, but they they saw that inside there wasn't $50. It was the savings bond receipt. <laughs> and they were like, well, this one we have to throw out. Sucks to be you. God. Well, Doug gets a letter in the mail from mom uh, that he doesn't want to open because he says he's totally over mail. Same. Oh yeah, same. I haven't know. I haven't gone to my mailbox in like three weeks. <laughs> Should probably do that. I'm Should probably, go do that. I'm probably probably. Uh, and 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 apparently, Porkchop gets a letter though. Mom just like hands it to him and doesn't address to Porkchop that he has a letter. She's just like, here you go, idiot. Hey, dog. You want your mail? Right. And he's sniffing it again. Hmm. <laughs> uh, I'm in love with the mailman. Yes. <laughs> Judy calls him a dweebazoid and says that he has to open the letter. Got him. Fucking nailed his ass. Because apparently he's won third prize at the art festival for dog crossing the Delaware. Does that mean Judy like shipped the sculpture to the art festival? Yes. <laughs> okay. Because she said she had that. the nine dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. She just had to save it to surprise Doug for sending it in, and she he gets they. It turns out that he got it. He gets a certificate for it, but no money. He just gets a certificate that they frame on the wall. Oh boy! Oh boy! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> and Doug says what I what I guess is the moral. He says, "Well, I guess I learned a good lesson." Get-rich-quick schemes sure are tempting, but you just can't count on them. Better to stick with what you're good at, like me and art. Okay, an all-right moral in and of itself, even if the path you took to get there was weird. But let's see how they decide to cap this episode off. Yeah, they immediately undercut the moral because it turns out... Porkchop has won the canine sweepstakes as Doug sees on TV and has won a zillion bones. <laughs> because a fucking dump truck has pulled up onto Doug's lawn and dumps a pile of bones on Porkchop's head. Just an entire graveyard's worth of skeletons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They just had to clean up the Bluffington Cemetery. <laughs> And so they just dump a pile of bones on poor Look, uh, they pass a new couple of regulations at uh, City Hall about how the dead have to be stored. So before those go into effect, we have to clean out a lot of mass graves. Yeah. <laughs> and Porkchop just winks at the camera. And so, yeah, they just undercut the moral entirely because Porkchop won easy. Yep. Uh-huh. He didn't even but don't enter. worry, you can still win big, despite the fact that you can't win big. But that was the whole story we were telling you. But you can win big. You can. You <laughs> if just you're a get... dog. If you're a dog. <laughs> if you're the lucky dog, and so if any of you viewers out there are a lucky dog, 
It was probably Nickelodeon because Nickelodeon was running all those sweepstakes. At the time. Oh, there's like no, 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 no. You can still win. You can good, still win. Good God, that's points. awful, and that makes so much sense. <laughs> that's it. Uh, that like, was the producers. Producers oh. were like, oh no, you're not allowed to say those sweepstakes don't work. The moral of the story is no. Seriously, kids, keep sending in. Man, it's it's a really low percentage, but you could still win. You just have to believe in yourself. God, that's it. You're right. Man, I'm not Fuck. looking forward to when Disney movies start expressly having that as the moral. I mean, they kind of do in the sense that what didn't you guys always tell me about the Fortnite tie-in in uh, the last Star Wars movie? <laughs> the Fortnite tie-in in the last Star Wars movie was a start, but I can't wait until there's just some sweepstakes. Send in your DNA and in exchange, we'll let you decide who the protagonist should end up with in the final. Oh, God. Oh, well, thankfully, that's the end of the episode, guys. <laughs> What do we think the moral is on this one? Uh, be a starving artist. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you'll get your own apartment. Yeah, the target being gone for here is don't seek out shortcuts. Just focus on what you're good at, regardless of whether or not what you're good at makes money, which, while not the best advice, is a fairly consistent bit of advice from the time period but also, as a side note, oh, don't worry, Nickelodeon sweepstakes are absolutely not fake as hell. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, I'm glad we've learned a good lesson today. Nickelodeon, give me, as a 30-something adult man, uh, a chance to run through Toys R Us and grab everything I want. <laughs> I forgot about those. If only Let we just me win this one. Just fucking punch open the glass on the video game section. I uh, I did get like third place on that and got like this awful gag machine for free. Hell <laughs> yeah! You still have it? I don't think so. Damn it! <laughs> oh well. All right. Well, let's cut this one here. Thanks for joining us, everyone, on another episode of the Funny Papers. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye. The fifth grandma was on the grassy knoll.